All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. Today is Tuesday, September 21st, 2021, and we have quite a bit of news to report from all around the world. Literally, I would say global affairs and conflicts seem to be the most prevalent issue these days, and so if that's the case, we got to cover it. And uh, let's start with something very significant having to do with something called Project Veritas. Now, to be fair, for those who know about Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, they seem to do a very good job of reporting, of trying to find the truth of information. They send people undercover, they wire them up with body cameras, things like that. Nothing ever seems to be taken out of context because if it was, I think they would have lawsuits up the ass. With that being said, to be fair, if I'm not mistaken, please do not quote me on this. I believe they are... Um, they have some private funding from a conservative or a conservative leaning individual or group. But again, I just want to make a point that as much as their Project Veritas is fighting for the truth, we also have to factor that in as well. With that being said, though, I didn't see any influence with regards to the video that they put out yesterday having to do with a very, um, I guess you could say, lengthy investigation uh, having to do with a hu uh, health and human services federal employee and whistleblower providing all of her credentials and information about how her and her other colleagues were talking about how the vaccine is largely BS. Now, I have to be careful with myself because being a small uh, podcaster, YouTuber, I have to be careful with YouTube and all that. That's why we have the Patreon, of course. But um, th they're saying that the reason why VAERS, which is apparently the department or area or, you know, apparatus that you have to submit side effects of the vaccines to. The reason why it's not being submitted is because it takes 30 to 40 minutes to fill out a report of these side effects. They don't have the time. They need to get to the next issue, the next patient, this and that. Now, this is presuming I understood the video correctly. I understood what was being said. I Hopefully, I didn't take anything out of context. I want to be very clear and be sure of that. I encourage you folks to watch the video yourself. Um, I believe our friend uh, Dan, thank you, by the way, Dan, has put the, the link up on our Telegram, if you're in our Telegram, folks, because it's being taken down as quickly as it's being put up. And I think it's simply because that it's the truth in a lot of ways, right? Now, again, I played devil's advocate at the beginning to say they seem to be funded by a conservative-leaning group or private group of individuals doesn't mean anything. I mean, look, if CNN, with all the funding they have from the Clinton Foundation, you name it, if they were playing it down the middle, I would be straight too. But again, the funders tend to influence the objective and agenda narrative of the institution or group or network they're funding. But with that being said, with all the push of liberal media scaring, part of my English, scaring the living shit out of people, I don't mind seeing things like this because, again, it pushes for an even keel to balance the conversation out. So, again, if I missed anything in context, please let me know in, in the comments if you're watching or listening on YouTube. I did not mean to take anything out of context. There's way more to this video, this Project Veritas video, than what I said there, but I believe that summarizes the general gist of it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's quite, it's quite crazy. The next thing is that the United Nations claims the world is on the, quote, edge of an abyss, end quote, as the General Assembly convenes with leaders in attendance for the first time since the pandemic began. Uh, Biden was planned to speak later on, and as of the time I'm recording this, he did speak saying, quote, we are not seeking a new uh, Cold War, end quote, and then he pledges global diplomacy or, or whatever, you know, between allies because of all the tension and things like that. Well, you're not starting a new Cold War? You're telling me, with all due respect, at least is my opinion, what you did in Afghanistan wasn't done on purpose? Not Biden, but the military-industrial complex. The second, I, I don't take anything Biden says seriously because, the, honestly, 
to be looking back, I even listened personally, in my opinion, I listened to Trump a little too much with regards to certain things he said. The things he really wanted to get done in terms of getting out of Afghanistan, Trump and all that, the military industrial complex wouldn't let him. It goes right back to the, them being the head of the snake. Eisenhower was right. We got to look at the, the goals and objectives of the military industrial complex, which influences almost every facet of politics, at least on the surface level. Right. Because if we knew what was going on behind the scenes, we'd all have a, a, a panic attack, literally. So, I mean, I don't mean to scare or fear monger you guys, but I mean, it's this is the reality of the world. I mean, guys, I'm going to be honest, like I mean, for those on Patreon that know what happened to me recently, you know, about with my home and things like that. The tension, forget putting that aside. The, the, the point I'm trying to make is the tension is everywhere. I heard a story just down the street from my home here that someone uh, took a, came back with a baseball bat at a convenience store because the, uh, the clerk asked to put that person to put a mask on. Now, I don't believe that you should have to, be, have to put a mask on. You all know where I stand with that. But I also don't think the person should have went home and got a baseball bat and come back right? Like uh, the tension is in the air everywhere all over the world with everything. People, I know we've been saying this for years, but people are sick and tired, but now they're really just, they're being hammered in a corner financially, emotionally. What's there to do? That's why people are revolting. Anyways, the next thing is that Prince Andrew is served a sexual assault lawsuit in the United States. Um, yeah, courts ruled that he could, uh, that he could be served. His lawyers in the U S could be served. He was served by Virginia Dufre. Good. Go, go after him. Use the legal process. Use the process. Use what the process was meant to actually be used and harnessed for. Again, we did an analysis many months ago of the Prince Andrew interview. My God, if that wasn't an indication of him just flipping the finger at the world, I don't know what was. You know, so the next thing is that there was a La Palma volcano eruption. More earthquakes and, and strange heat signatures keep occurring. I can't help but, this is my opinion, folks. I can't help but think, you know, um, I can't help but think this has to do with alien experiments, truthfully. I have nothing to substantiate this particular event, but I can't help but think that, truthfully. The next thing is that the roof of the Caesar Superdome in New Orleans caught fire. That could have been from anything, so I'm not going to really touch on that. It just, it appeared as quite a top story. Again, it's ironic how people of the world like to hear about that rather than, you know, military-industrial complex narratives and objectives, but... I can understand when people spend all day working, last thing you want to think about is that type of stuff. And that's exactly how the system keeps us down in a lot of ways, right? The next thing is that Facebook starts to censor, quote, inconvenient climate change data, end quote. Temperature increases from 2000 to 2019 resulted in 116,000 heat deaths, but also 283,000 fewer cold deaths, according to a study published in The Lancet. Facebook, uh, yeah, okay. I See, again, it's all perspective. Why is Facebook labeling this fake news? There's isn't it tit for tat? Isn't that everything in life? You cannot censor, or you shouldn't rather, censor the, the equilibrium of things, the conversation, the debates that should be had, you know? So it's, it's, it's so unfortunate, but at least people are waking up. Uh, the next thing is that the Vatican has just issued a decree that all visitors and residents must have a COVID-19 uh, COVID green pass for access starting October 1st. I'm not even going to touch on that. You guys know what, where I stand on this. And I mean, what can I say? Right. So, uh, I mean, I would never plan. I've been to the Vatican. I don't plan to go back truthfully, uh, knowing what I know now and things like that. I don't look at any institutions, celebrities, anything the same, to be honest with you all, whether individuals are part or, or complicit or not in certain events, they all turned a blind eye if they did, if they weren't part of certain things. Right. So the next thing is that Libya's parliament passes a no-confidence vote in the unity government. In a new blow to the UN-backed peace efforts, 89 MPs in Libya's eastern-based parliament voted to withdraw confidence. Look, it, again, 
I hate to point the finger, but when I see UN, you should you, ch- you should change that N to an S. It's a U.S. influence, a U.S. A US uh, influence in a lot of ways, right? I'm not saying in this particular case, but if the U.N. is, is upset about this, I mean, look, from a nationalistic perspective, this is just my opinion. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong, but 89 MPs voted against this. As long as there was no corruption in that particular vote, I don't see what the issue is. If this is what the, the MPs want, so be it. And if the MPs resp- um, truly re- represent the people, hey, Maybe the UN should stay out of this for a little bit, you know, the ne- and again, I know this is taken out of context. I know there's much more to this. I know it's not that easy, you know, geopolitics and all that, but you got to start and stop somewhere. You know, the next thing is that Sudanese officials say that a coup attempt has failed. Uh, the Sudan uh, prime minister says that the coup plotters were inside and outside the military. Uh, government officials blame the attempt of, uh, on allies of the former president Omar al-Bashir, who was deposed in 2019, and Prime Minister uh, Hamdok said, uh, says the people involved in the coup attempt were arrested for the first time, adding that previous attempts were in fact made. Hey, a coup is a scary thing, man. It really is. Because uh, you're talking about, you know, the physical replacement of power, using the military power to replace the social hierarchy and structure and political structure of things. Again, it's a coup. I, w- there's so many angles we could take here, which is why I'd like to know more information. Was there a proxy intelligence agency behind this? Was there an object? It's so hard to say, guys. I mean, if we don't have any leads at, at this point, and I'm not saying the mainstream media has accurate leads, but we can extrapolate into anything, right? The next thing is that Egypt's first post-Mubarak uh, ruler, Hussein uh, Tantawi, Tantawi, excuse me, hopefully I didn't butcher that name, has died at the age of 85. Uh, Egypt's, um, uh, he has died, uh, yeah, sorry, excuse me, he died at the age of 85, sorry. Hey, if it's natural causes, he had a good life, I mean, relative to his context of what he deemed to be a good life as a ruler or a leader and what have you, hey, so be it, right? Simple as that. I know Egypt is, it's a little bit, you know, there's a lot of conflict, a lot of controversy, a lot of issues, but putting that aside as an individual, I mean, if he had, again, when I say, I say that carefully, because I don't know if this guy was, I haven't looked into him or anything like that. The news just came up as I was starting record to record this. So if he committed some atrocities or what have, again, it's, everyone at on the global level is a criminal at some level or some extent, right? The next thing is that some 20% of Nigeria's workers have lost their jobs to COVID. A new report shows how COVID has had a disproportionate socioeconomic impact on Africa's most populous country. I believe it. I believe it. And I also believe why um, African-Americans, uh, I know we're talking about Africa here, but I also believe why African-Americans are very hesitant to get the COVID vaccine, putting aside all of the, you know, the, 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 I guess you could say controversy or speculation around it. I say that loosely and carefully. But honestly, when you've been experimented on in, you know, in, in previous decades because of your skin color, which is terrible, when you've been, when you just genetically, you just happen to have more uh, genetic susceptibility to many kinds of sicknesses. Sure. And now if we translate that over to what's happening, for example, within Nigeria and within the continent of Africa, I mean... I can see why the people don't want to get it and things like this. I could see why people say, look, I'd rather lose my job than stay and get the vaccine. I understand. I do. I, I don't, again, Biden said back in December, I know this is Africa, but, you know, it's unfortunate. The world tends to follow the West in a lot of ways. But I know that Biden said, you know, everyone should have a free choice as to whether they should get the vaccine or not. Now, all of a sudden, it's blame the unvaccinated. Again, I have friends in Africa. They tell me the same type of mentalities ensuing there. 
I can't help but think there's an intelligence operation at a very large level. It might not even be in a formal operation, but just the way in which the apparatus works, the national security apparatus operates. I mean, Christ, like it's scary. Um, the next thing is that Zuma fails to appear in court as arms deal trial resumes. Ex-President Jacob Zuma, who faces corruption charges over a $2.5 billion arms deal in the late 1990s, failed to appear in court. I, I laughed when I read this first off. It reminded me of Netanyahu walking out of his corruption trial. These guys don't care. They don't care. They're, a lot of them are narcissists in the sense that they'll deal, they, they, they live in the moment, they'll deal with this problem when it comes. And I guess that's a good way to look at things in certain regards, but I guess that's why they could be so psychopathic in a lot of ways too, because of their mentality, right? And I also think that they know things, in the, obviously, that won't get them arrested, and if they do, they get out early and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's a game, guys. It's a game. As, as I, don't, I don't need to tell you, folks. The next thing is that rebels, uh, uh, rebel attacks kill 15 soldiers and civilians in western Cameroon. The government says armed terrorists ambushed a convoy of elite rapid intervention forces in the northwest region. Look, I'm not trying to disrespect this rapid, this elite rapid intervention team. Um, it's always possible. Everybody's human, no matter how good your fighting skills are. It's always possible for you to be ambushed, whether from its, whether if uh, it's from a strategic um, position or whether it's from you know just a physical vulnerable angle that the person has taken on you and attacked on. It's unfortunate. I, I, I to be honest, I almost didn't put this in the news today because of how sad it is. But I mean, we have to cover it. We got to cover it, right? The next thing is that Macron and President Mo or Prime Minister Modi of India vowed to act jointly after the submarine dispute. France is particularly furious with the U.S. for secretly leading talks about the new strategic alliance, AUKUS. Macron has the right to be pissed. Now, we don't know on the back end if France did things to the U.S. We don't know if France... Again, they could be trying to frame this so out of context publicly. So we have to be vigilant to both sides here, right? The next thing is that India asks the UK to revise COVID quarantine rules and warns retaliation. India's FM urges, uh, I believe, uh, finance minister, if I'm not mistaken, urges UK um, uh, to amend rule requiring Indians visiting there to quarantine even if they are fully vaccinated. I don't, please forgive me, folks. I should have looked this up. FM, financial minister. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're afraid this will affect the economy because, again, a lot of Indians in the UK... Um, and a lot of business, Indian business in the UK, and they need the business to survive, right? It's come to survival at this point. Um, so yeah, let's see what comes of that. It's hard to speculate. We can talk about what the response will be, but we don't know until it goes public, assuming that's even accurate, right? The next thing is that um, a Sri Lankan Tamil refugees in India attempted mass suicide. Uh, and the reason is uh, at least 29 refugees tried to take their own lives last month to protest their detention at a camp in the uh, Tamil Nadu state. Look, I'm going to, you know, from a personal level, if you want to do that out of protest, it's, uh, if you're doing it to your own, oh my God, that's a tough, from a moral and ethical standpoint, I don't know. But again, if you're put in that jail, you're detained against your will, and you're trying to say, screw this because of all the past historical and cultural conflicts, I mean, it, it would, it would make a point. It would certainly make a statement, but I'm not saying that in a good way either. That's not really, I don't enjoy saying that. Um, the next thing is that the Taliban has appointed deputy ministers in their all-male government. The Taliban includes ethnic minorities in the cabinet, but fails to appoint any woman despite calls for inclusivity. Yeah, but again, this goes, I mean, look, I know this is an issue and things like that. Again, I respect women tremendously and, and, and everyone, you know, everyone in our community, we all get along well, regardless of gender, skin color, you name it. Here's the thing though, and I'm not supporting racism, sexism or anything like that. 
when the Taliban or when the Afghan government and the prime minister allegedly or president of Afghanistan leaves on a helicopter with 200 million in cash and some of the cash falls off the helicopter and he can't get a, and he leaves quickly and the what was it two or 300,000 uh, Afghanistan soldiers that were trained by the US to fight the Taliban when they when they left too or they didn't want to fight it's simple they didn't want to fight so again, this 20-year war was, again, for nothing, but the point is, well, for profits for the contractors, but the point ultimately is that when you look at this and you see what's going on, it just makes you think, I, I'm not, I don't want to say let them do what they want, but if the people, you know, if the West has and, and European countries have given arms to those want, claiming they want to fight the Taliban and they don't fight, assuming I have all the, the, my story correct, what do you, what's there to complain about? I, I know it's a terrible thing what they're doing to women. I know, I know. I'm not trying to discount that, but I mean, what what can we do at this point if you don't want to fight them? So, I mean, unless I'm missing something, right? The um, the next thing is that U.S. officials plan to probe a whip-like cords used against migrants. Images and videos show mounted U.S. border guards wielding the cords amid mass migrant expulsion along Texas-Mexico border. You know what's interesting? <clears throat> Let's see what they find of what they find with this. Yes, but what's so messed up is that it seems like AOC and the Democrats, and I would say this if the Republicans were doing this too, they're using this as a distraction. It's very possible. Now, if these cords and whip-like cords are being used, what I'm noticing more and more, the more I hear about things happening at the border, the more I realize that ICE and these agencies are very detached from Washington in terms of, maybe that's a good thing in, in a one way, but in another way of being of oversight and morals and ethics and things like that. It, it, there's, no, there's no correspondence, which again, in the members episodes, you'll see on Patreon, folks, why it's so easy for certain things to happen using ICE and all that. But again, I, I respect the ones that do their jobs morally, ethically, responsibly, right? Given the circumstances they're put in, because we can't, nothing is a perfect situation in life either, right? The next thing is that India's IPO frenzy, initial public offering, sends bankers in a work overdrive. Banks have raked in record fees, all the more significant in what has been a harrowing year as the virus ravaged India. Look, I mean, at least there's one good angle to this. Business economy's good, right? But again, we have to also factor in, is this only going to a handful of elite businessmen in India? Is this filtering down to the workers there, to the everyday person, right? The next thing is that a petrol station killing over COVID mask row shocks Germany. Politicians decry coronavirus deniers after a 49-year-old suspect shot a cashier who asked him to wear a mask. Just like the example I gave at the beginning down the road here, folks. It, the tension is in the air. It's so unfortunate, but it's true. The next thing is that Croatia police try to identify mystery woman with memory loss. A woman with no recollection of who she is is was found on north uh, on the northern Adriatic Sea island of KRK on September 12th. Or Kirk, please forgive me if I didn't pronounce that correctly. Um, that's interesting. That'll be cool to see. I mean, because nowadays with the world being so interconnected and stuff there's a lot of things that you know are very hard to sort of miss if you will with missing people and stuff like that but don't get me wrong it happens still quite substantially there, there's nothing that has de-escalated about it but it's interesting to see what will come of this was she experimented on or anything like that i don't want to extrapolate because we don't have any details so i don't want to you know accuse or, or you know um, make any type of accusation or anything like this so The next thing is that anti-vaccine violence prompts Melbourne building site shutdown. Victoria police said several people were arrested after hundreds turned out in protest against the vaccine requirement. I believe uh, Melbourne, Australia, if I'm not mistaken. 
they have the right to protest, don't they? Again, this whole thing of politicians now taking a personal note and catering to the vaccinated, saying, look, it's them. Uh, I got it. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's not good. The next thing is that the CIA, and not because I'm saying everyone has to not be vaccinated. That's not the point. The point is that we can't even have a conversation. It's just, no, 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 take the vaccine. Go, 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 go. I have a family friend, sorry for this quick rant, but I have a family friend who refused, her daughter refused to take the vaccine. She got it yesterday. She comes home and her mother says to her, why did you get it? She goes, because mom, I want to go to the movies. I want to go do things. That's how they get us. They, get, they, they want us to cave in. And I'm not saying to not get it. I'm just saying, why can't a conversation be had about questioning both angles of this vaccine? Particularly made by the pharmaceutical companies that have, part of my English, fucked over the world for God knows how long, right? The next thing is that the CIA off- uh, a CI officer has suffered from Havana syndrome during a trip to India. Hey, I mean, all the. It's, in my opinion, folks, they know how to cure it. It's a form of propagandization to justify more operations on the paper, on paper, excuse me, for the CIA. Um, the next thing is that a record backlog of cargo ships at California ports are appearing. A large backlog of ships is stuck outside two of America's biggest ports in the latest sign of the supply chain disruption hitting the U.S. On Monday, some 65 container ships were queuing outside the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach, California, which handle almost half of all cargo containers entering the country. Right. If this is not a significant or visual representation of, uh, you know, of the world and the economy, you know, bunch of cargo ships crammed together, lined up, pissed off at each other, trying to get in. That's that. That's a metaphorical example of life right now, really. So, I mean, yeah, it's quite ironic how that works. But, you know, with that being said, folks, I don't mean to keep you folks any longer now that the, the my news talking points are over. Please forgive me for some of the rants I may have gotten into in this episode. And we'll catch all of you very, very soon. Cheers. <laughs>